0: She said Lainey, Lainey, you keep this Lainey one. Give her Zorro. And I said, it's not the point. This is not the point, Maestro. I this is, this horse is for me. I train this one for Chelsea. Says no, 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 no. You have us wrong. This is just that <laughs> horse. You keep this one. But right. this is not the point. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans.
2: And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Main and Tail Karen. We love Main and Tail. We
1: love
3: Main and Tail. We
2: absolutely love Main and Tail. You know who else loves Main and Tail Karen? Caroline Martin. Caroline Martin. Caroline. Is on with us.
3: I think I'm the number one fan, to be honest, guys. I swear, I've been using the products since I was seven years old. And they're actually a local company uh, where I live in Pennsylvania. So they really have a special place in my heart. And people would not believe the amount of products they make. Well, they make the Tangler, they make this killer shine on spray that makes a horse's coat look amazing. They have spray and braid, they have everything. You don't have to go anywhere else to buy products, they're affordable. They're a family-run company, like, and they're just the nicest group of people. So, I could not think of a better company to go out and support. So, if you have a horse, please only buy me and tail. They're just—they go above and beyond, and they give back so much to the community. So, they're—they're they're honestly the best company I've ever worked with. So,
2: we love them. Yeah, we we, we love a, them and too. And that's all I use.
3: Yep,
1: that's, that's all, all we that's use. That's what gives <laughs> me my shine
2: in hair. So, so, <laughs> so Caroline, do you use it in your own hair? Yeah, yes, absolutely. yes, we you both do.
1: <laughs> Even our dogs use it.
2: Even our dogs, absolutely. Well, we have one dog with really cool. bad hair, Carolina So he uses the uh, the the protect line stuff because he has bad coat. So it fixes oh. him right up. Yep. So
3: see, just another benefit of Main and Tail. They seriously they make anything you need. So
2: absolutely. And
3: nothing with tests. Nothing with drug tests. They're just they just go above and beyond.
2: They are the best. So all right. Well, thanks a lot, Mane and Tail, and thank you, Caroline, for joining us for that little spot.
4: No gut, no horse. At Buckeye Nutrition, our expert equine nutritionists understand that good health starts with the gut. And the result is Equate Gut Health and Equate Senior. Note letter E, letter Q, and number 8, equal Equate. Get it? Buckeye Nutrition's line of Equate products are designed to support the health of the entire GI tract, starting with high-quality fiber ingredients, a.k.a. prebiotics, We also spray on live probiotics after the feed is cooked to ensure viability, using species that research has shown to be present in healthy guts. Carbohydrates are controlled at 21% NSC max, so as not to irritate ulcers. Plus, our high-quality protein sources include essential amino acids for supporting overall muscle condition. And of course, our vitamin and mineral package is ideal for supporting horses from performance to retirement. For more information about Equate products, head to BuckeyeNutrition.com.
2: Equest File.
1: Yes, caring. yes. It is a brand new equine data management software that every barn out there needs. Every
2: barn absolutely does need this care. So things that this software can do. It can help track your horse's medical care. It can help keep you can keep a digital copy of your Coggins. If you're an eventer, you have working students or farmhands you could put in daily chores that by horse and by worker and they can check them off as they're done you can give special access to horse owners so if you're a um, if you're an eventer and you have people that own a horse for you you can give them access so they can see daily updates on their horse so it stops that everyone wants to know what's going on and everyone wants that daily phone call or text this puts the power in the control of the barn owner and the owners that own the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as a time saver. So you can put all types of great stuff on there.
1: Pictures, you, videos.
2: Pictures, videos. If you're a sales barn, you can put sales videos on there and then you can give access to potential clients and owners. It's It's really an amazing, amazing thing. Think about this. Let's just say you have a barn full of horses, and you want to put down that, you know, this, this half a dozen horses, What? Type of, let's say the farrier's coming. Well, you give your farrier access, and the farrier can look and see, okay, this horse needs fronts, this horse needs all fours, this horse pulled a shoe. You know, so it helps keep everything track. And then the farrier can just check it off when it's done. Yep. So that way, you're in the loop. So the farrier knows what has to be done, you're keeping a good record of it, so... Equest File is just absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, check them out at equestfile.com. I'm Karen.
2: And I'm Rob. Karen, super excited for this Major League of Any podcast. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Karen, we have uh, we, we have two guests today. Yes, we Very did. rare 2 guests at one time. So uh, uh, one guest is brand new to the show another one is one of our all-time most popular guests she's episode number 11 welcome to the show uh dressage and eventing professional uh laney ashker and chelsea spear is the adult amateur on the scene so welcome (laughs) ladies (laughs)
0: thanks for having us yeah thanks
2: yeah this is um the reason that we're having you guys on, we've actually been, it, this all works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just things just fall into place. And we've had people asking us more about getting on like horse owners and adult amateurs and things mm-hmm. like that. And then boom, we, it, it just all kind of came and worked out all together that Chelsea and Lainey said they would come on and, and talk about just that thing. Yes. So um, we just can't thank you guys enough. It's um, perfect timing. and And we're just so glad to have you and get into this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exciting time to say the least guys. Yeah. Time. <laughs> so
1: you guys are coming to us uh, through zoom, but where are you at right now?
5: So I live in Annapolis, Maryland, and I'm currently hiding in my guest room from children and husband, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, Annapolis, Maryland. And I board my horse in Harwood, which is about 20 minutes South where most of the, farmland is and yeah
0: and i'm I'm in richmond i'm outside of richmond virginia chesterfield to be exact uh you know central virginia so that's where i hail same
2: places same places last time right
0: same places last time yeah keystone acres is a beautiful you know 600 acre layout um, so awesome place for me to train the horses and pretty, pretty great location from your 64 and 95. So kind of in the middle of being able to go up North and South. So great area to be.
2: That is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were actually yeah. we were talking about this. We were, we were wondering if Chelsea kept her horses. She rides right. at Laney's, but. That answers that one.
0: There is. <laughs> that's yeah. Well, Dolce Dul- Dolce had some boot camp before he went to to live with his mom. So <laughs> yeah,
1: like my horse. <laughs> some <lane laughs> one.
0: Yeah, that's right. He had some boot camp, but uh, no, no. Chelsea has her horse up with her, um, but I have her um, her very good horse with me.
1: <laughs> oh, very good. So before we get into the ownership part. Uh, Chelsea, can you tell us about yourself? Like, you're an adult amateur. Can you tell us, like, when you got started riding and your current horse?
5: Yeah. So, um, me and my husband own our own real estate company, and we had um, a couple kids. And I have ridden most of my life, um, did some crazy, like, fox hunting when I was little, and did some pleasure riding, and literally was one of those nutsos that decided, you know what, I've had a couple kids. I need to do something for myself again. And um, my older guy that I trail rode was retiring and I got a new horse and I got into eventing and decided that it would be great to learn eventing at age 32 after two children. (laughs) So, and that's (laughs) actually like, if you talk to a lot of adult amateurs, that happens. Like they fall into it later. Um, And yeah, so I, I got into eventing to kind of, Have something for me, and I have a very busy mind. And being on a horse, you can't think about your business and kids and all these things. You have to focus on what you're doing Mm -hmm. or you die. So, (laughs) um, yeah, that's where I got into eventing, and I just do things 200%. So, I just fully immersed, you know, one of those clients that takes lessons every week, coaches at shows, goes to clinics, does the work and the homework. And I just love the sport of the community. how you have access to amazing people, Olympians, just the whole entire community is what drew me in and kept me there.
2: Yeah. Right on. Right on. Now was that, was that first horse Torah or was that another horse?
5: No. So it was, um, a draft cross. Um, she was a chestnut mare. Um, can't tell as I hide in my guest room, but I am five foot 11. <laughs> and <laughs> so I um, got her, and she was actually a trail horse. She was a PMU, um, her mom was a PMU horse, and the lady rescued her when she was pregnant with my horse. And um, so she was a turcaneer, thoroughbred, Belgian cross type situation, could jump the moon, but was a 17.3 draft cross chestnut mare and let you know it. So Mm -hmm. um, she was my intro to eventing. um, And then I ended up, She, I sold her to a fox hunting home. One of my good friends, Mary, um, she at the time hunted with Camden Hunt. She's in South Carolina. I sent her down there because she was very... Herd bound and very chestnut marish and she could jump the moon. It was amazing. But I'd go into stadium away from her friends and she'd want to jump out. So back um, hunting was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, her owners actually um, have several other chestnut draft mare crosses and they hunt all the time at Densia Valley Hunt, one of the oldest hunts in the country. And I have actually gone up and fox hunted her with them. So still in touch with them and great. And then I kind of moved on. And went and decided, now that I know what I want to do, eventing, to get an eventing horse. And my trainer at the time um, had tons of experience with thoroughbreds and obviously within the budget. And went to mm-hmm. go find a new horse and spend mm-hmm. Toro. And I'm sure you guys know the folks at Destination Eventing over yeah. near Lochmoy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have a really good niche. Um, they, a lot of people like me, adult amateurs, um, if we're interested in thoroughbreds, that I don't have a ton of time to go train and figure out all their quirks and all these things. Um, they have a good niche and they get a couple horses off the track a year and restart them and just take them to baby shows and kind of figure that stuff out. So it's really good for adult amateurs, um, versus just getting it straight off the track and having to figure out all those things. So um, I went to try him and I am a total chicken. And he was a four year old. And I jumped him, cantered him. And he was, I could just tell, even though he was definitely a sail horse and didn't have a person and needed lots of TLC and weight and all those things, that th- he was something special. And literally, I scheduled the PPE, put on the deposit, and that was that. Yeah.
2: Gotcha. Hmm. Now, how long were you riding? toro before you said all right i gotta get an owner for him like what? Well, how how's that how does that all yeah come in and how did you find laney
5: yeah so um i'll try and make it brief but <laughs> you can edit mm. it more out later <laughs> but um so obviously as an adult amateur which i'm sure tons of adult amateurs will relate to this Um, I was way more ignorant back then about what would be a good match for me, what would what did I need, all of those things. Um, still learning eventing. And when I got him, um, as you know, when horses come off the track, they often have ulcers, they have quirks, they need weight, they need fitness, they need all these things. And so I learned so much doing that. And I moved to a different um, barn, a venting trainer's barn, she kind of helped. Let me get him started. Um, and then quickly when he put on weight and got fit and got his stomach feeling better, all of a sudden I had a lot more horse <laughs> than I did when I bought him. Um, and because he was feeling better and fit and getting muscle and he was a four-year-old red chestnut. Um, and so part of that was me kind of going along that journey. I had him for a year and a half, um, as my personal horse. Um, he spent about three months with Felicia Barr. She's a really close friend of mine. We're from the same town, um, and brought him back. And we've done. I took him up to recognize beginner novice. I took him to Aiken several years, um, trained down there with Ray Wheeler. He's one of my favorite guys from Maryland original, but, um, and then I just realized like he was getting scary. He was, he's not a naughty horse. He doesn't buck rear any of those things, but he was just so much horse. And like, I'm trying to just do beginner novice novice. If I did training, it'd be the Olympics for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he just, if he jumped, my friends would be like, Chelsea, it's beginner novice. Just go do beginner novice. And I'm like, okay, have you seen him jump beginner novice? Lainey can (laughs) attest. He doesn't jump below (laughs) training level. I'm not joking <laughs> and you guys I did like hunters little things so jumping that high was very new for me um and it was scary and we did it and I learned so so much and I truly believe he has one of the best jumps on a horse that you could ever ride like I would jump stuff and i look at the video and be like I jumped that high I didn't even know I could jump that high because <laughs> he just <laughs> floats over it um But yeah, so that kind of, we muddled through that and it was really hard um, being an adult amateur and balancing business and kids and having a horse like that because there was constant stress on, I have to get out to ride Toro because if if I don't, then we're taking five steps back and I only have an hour and 10 minutes to get this done because I have a babysitter that I'm paying. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just life and he just needed a better ride than I could give him. Um, because I wanted to be fair to him. If you asked Laney during our talks, that was the biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. he needs someone that's not going to pull on him because they're terrified. He needs someone that can give him that nice, sensitive ride um, to get his potential. And so it was a really heartbreaking decision. But how it all happened was we were COVID hit and all the barns in Maryland were very, very strict, which I understand they shut down. And I'm like, Toro's going to kill himself. <laughs> She's going to <have> months <laughs> off and he's going to go nuts. <laughs> and um, so Laney and I have been friends um, for a couple of years. Um, it started uh, with her helmet cams. I would watch her helmet cams. And my youngest, who is now five, we probably started watching when he was about three. He'd hear the hel- helmet cam climb up in my lap and want to watch. And he'd like kind of jump when she jump, you know. <laughs> And he's a he's a, a rider, um, and it was adorable. And so, at one point, finally, I saw her in person at oradaka and Gage. I'll never forget. Saw Lainey. He knew her only from online, and he ran up and gave her a huge hug. And Lainey's like, oh, this kid? you know, just gave a huge <laughs> hug." And I'm like, "It's your littlest fan. I, I can't help it, <laughs> you know." And so we met. But yeah, when COVID hit, she messaged me and said, "Hey, I'm gonna offer some specials if you're interested in sending Toro." And I was like, "You know what?" That is awesome because I can't even go out there to get him. The state's about to lock down. Like, you know, so I literally asked Lainey if she saw my trailer. <laughs> it's real. all of his crap in my trailer. And I literally trailered him down and back and said, We'll figure it out. <laughs> and I did tell her, Lainey, as soon as you jump him, you're going to want him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Okay, Chelsea, you know, she's ridden tons of horses. And I'll never forget you texted me and you're like, I just had our real first jump. I haven't even unpacked. You need to tell me all of his history. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. His jump's just amazing. So, so then he ended up with Laney and um, she can speak more to that, but it just, other people have ridden him and they just fit like a glove, like they just fit. And she gave him the ride he deserved. And you saw him start to relax in dressage and, it's it's just what he needed. And then we kind of worked out a partnership. And she can talk to you more about what she saw in him and what she thought and goals. But that's kind of how it started. There was just an intention of sending him for some training during COVID while we were locked down. And it's grown so much from that's
2: there. Lainey's never given him back.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all.
1: <laughs> so Laney, can you tell us your side like um how what made you
0: decide to take on Toro well it's funny I you know I, I teach a lot of clinics and um you know everybody likes to tell me about their thoroughbred and Chelsea uh when I first met Chelsea um you know I she was when they came out to Waradaka I think it was Pat's first intermediate yeah. um yeah and uh and Gage had come up and it was it was really sweet. Uh, I'm super awkward around kids because I you know, I'm <laughs> thirty six, so I think it's I think my uh, biological clock is probably done ticking now. Um so I I have, I have a lot of friends that have kids. So that's that's where and my and my horses and my birds are my kids. But um it was really you know I tell these kids are great and I, and they're, and I love getting in pictures and, and videos from them. And, um, I, they're and I, anybody that loves my horses, that they're all, they're all good with me. And, um, and I really got had an affinity because Gage came right up to me and he was, you know, most kids are, uh, you know, pretty shy. And Gage came right up to me. I was like, Oh, I like this kid. This, this kid's cool. Um, and so, uh, and after that, Chelsea told me about her horse, and I'm like, okay, okay, that's good. You know, I wasn't really like that, but I was like, okay, cool. You know, I. Everybody says their horse can jump really well, and then um, Chelsea sent me a couple pictures of Toro jumping, and I mean, he jumped amazing. I was like, wow, he's got a nice shape. But but he, you know, over the, the small jumps, they all look like they can jump fairly fairly big. I mean, if they jump small over the over the small jumps, they probably wouldn't want them anyhow. Um, but I, so after, when when COVID had hit um, you know, Chelsea, we discussed, um, sending, sending Toro and, um, and when he first came down Chelsea warned me, so I haven't gotten on for a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, as I've gotten a little older, I've also, uh, gotten a little wiser, you know, because before I just hop on all these horses and say, okay, we're going to jump. Um, and now I have a little, a a little standard And, and Chelsea said, have you jumped him yet? And I said, No, 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 no. I have not jumped horse yet. (laughs) Um, I I ride with a very Romanian, um, very uh, dressage uh, instructor. I've been riding with Radu Marcoci for uh, like 20 years now. Um, and if you cannot put the horse's head down and have control over the horse for longer than, you know, one minute, then you cannot, you cannot jump the horse. <laughs> so uh, I said, Chelsea, no, no, I have not jumped the horse. So it took me a couple, a good couple of weeks until I had solid control in a 20 meter circle um, at the trot, at least. Uh, and, um, cause, cause he is, he is quite difficult in the flat, um, and nobody's fault. It's, it's the horse. And I always, and, you know, he is a storm cat. Um, he does have a lot of Stormcat lineage, and I I do know a lot about um, uh, 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 um uh, thoroughbreds and um you know along along my path in 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 competing thoroughbred horses I tend to follow their lineage and uh, the Stormcats have been hell hell of some athletes amazing athletes but they have some tubes or and have some personalities and you do not want to be on the wrong side. Um, and, uh, Toro is definitely, um, one of those horses. And so it was really funny because it, I was like, Oh boy, I, I, when I first wrote him, I was like, Oh, this is how I kept asking Chelsea. I don't know how you did it. Like she said, Oh no, he always is better at the shows. He's always better at the shows. And I was like, honestly, I don't even think I could get in like a, the fifties in the dress laws right now. Oh and I think I was probably exaggerating. <laughs> um but and he's a I mean we all know that lady un- is
5: so hard on
0: herself so you <laughs> know <laughs> I I mean, I probably exaggerating but the you know the the horse is an unbelievable mover um but but I when the first day I did jump him I, t- I texted Chelsea and I said I'm yeah, I don't think he should go home. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I will, uh, don't be worried. I'll fix this dressage stuff. Um, and he is, he is a horse that you never will force him into anything. Um, and he'll he's going to take some time. I think he, for sure he'll be a winner. Um, it'll just take a little bit of time with him um, because he's, he's a big horse um, and he's a lanky horse. He's a very powerful horse and he hasn't figured out how to where to put all these things and he's super talented um and so where he'll have an odd pole in the show jumping isn't because he has no um talent it's because he just hasn't figured out um how to harness all the power um but he's uh like i took him we started at training level because um you know and and i know i had realized that chelsea had just taken a beginner novice and i believe felicia very successfully took him um Mm -hmm. to, to a novice Um, and, uh, but this year he hadn't competed, but we started him at training level because I had schooled him and, and done enough. And I felt like we could respectively do training, which he did. He did beautifully. And we did, I think three or four training levels. And then I decided to move him up at Morvan. And normally I thought Morvan would be a good move up. And I knew it was always a, quite a galloping course um, and a bigger course, but it, it was quite technical this year. And I, I will say, and I'll put it on record. It was probably the hardest <laughs> prelim I've ever seen in my entire life and training level. Um, and, uh, I would normally, I would normally not, it wouldn't be my first choice for most horses, but Toro, um, is a very self-confident horse. And, um, like I told, I told Chelsea, he's a horse that, uh, that I he's a he's a burly horse above Olympics above World Games he's a burly horse because he's a horse that yeah just, the distance isn't quite right if he sort of three legs something he doesn't ever hold holds it against you he's he he likes his job he's he likes even if he doesn't know to hunt down the flag quite yet he's he thinks I'm an idiot up there anyhow he just he likes his job right like he doesn't matter so I'm up there for the ride and I try to do my best to just to show him what he can do not what he can't do. So um, you know, and he's finally happy that he's going to level at prelim now that he can um, that he can finally gallop. So and go, and he loves to go. And I just have to make sure that I I, I balance it enough, and then just let him let him do what he wants to do. Um, but but Chelsea doesn't give herself enough credit. Um, she is, she's an amateur, but she's also she's got a lot of insight and a lot of really good insight. Um, and I she's someone that I would absolutely ask for her opinion um, because although she might not have the the training that I have had my in my life she certainly has the feel and the eye for things and and I always tell her I'm like you know kudos to you for have done as much as you have done because you know there's a lot of times where I can get on client's horses and I'm like okay you just need to let go or you, you know this horse is really easy you're just not riding him right you need you know more inside leg you know that's the famous word but with Coral, he is, he is a very difficult horse he's a very difficult horse and she did a great job um in 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 what she did with him and and you know i think it says a lot to be able to let go and see a horse go into a, a into a higher career is also is also really difficult to do and I, and I can't you know tell her how much I appreciate it you know it's um i think he's going to be a really special horse and you know i'll have done something wrong if the horse doesn't go to the top level and i hope that i can do everything right by the horse and by chelsea um to take him to the level that in which he's meant to go
2: wow chelsea what was like the first time you heard laney say this is a burly horse
5: yeah so it's tough because you know like i tell my husband for example that and he's like Okay, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's only like those eventers that really get like that have watched some of that really get that that's literally the hardest maybe correct me if I'm wrong track in the world and that's really cool to have someone who is a professional in this sport recognize and agree that you see that in your horse because everyone thinks their horse is like absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. right um but I really pride myself on trying to be objective in those situations um Lainey, that's one of the reasons I absolutely love her is truth is very, very important to me. And with Laney, what you see is what you get. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, and this is to, a credit to her. Like it was, it meant a lot coming from her because she wouldn't say that unless she truly felt it. Um, where many other people may just be like, oh, this horse is amazing. They want to have owners and they want to have tons of horses and stuff. But she really means it. And that that meant a lot to me to hear it.
2: Yeah. And now, do, um, you, do you feel you're like, so you're, are you now like, okay, this is, you're taking owner role. Like this is no longer like a, a temporary. Yeah.
5: Of- it's actually funny that you talk about that because, um, most horse people don't do well standing around, not helping. Right. Um, and I'm very type a control freak, <laughs> but I really respect Lainey and her opinion. And we talk about this all the time. Um, her butt is the one in the saddle. So I feel like there's a fine line as an owner to be able to trust that rider um, to make those right decisions and to keep your horse as sound as they can. I mean, horses are idiots. she can't control everything, but like you have to trust them and micromanaging just gets you nowhere because my butt isn't in the tack. I'm not jumping those jumps. I'm not doing any of that. So it's actually been a little challenging for me to find um, that role at shows because I'm very cognizant of not getting in the way, and that I mean, they have their system. They know how they like things, and I'm trying to like learn that as I come to shows, so I can help. But it's, it's definitely a balance of like being an owner, being helpful, but not being in the way, and you oh, know, you all embrace the, things, the
2: but, VIP area. Yeah, right.
5: right? <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: embrace the mimosas in <laughs> yeah. the morning to calm the nerves. Yeah,
5: <laughs> I know, right? Like <laughs> for real. But, but, and the, and another thing that. um I will credit to Laney as huge having sent, you know, horses to training and talking to other friends and all that kind of stuff is one of the very things that I love about having a horse in Laney's program is there are tons of horse people that don't know how to use technology or run a business. Um, and she does, and she's amazing. And I'm telling you, When I sent Toro, jump days were like Christmas. (laughs) She set up a photo stream on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. She automatically uploads videos to my phone. And all of a sudden I hear the little, it's like this weird (laughs) sound that goes, you know what I'm talking about? The one, it doesn't make any other noise than Mm -hmm. that photo sound. Like... (laughs) there's videos and, um, but the cool part is she posts the not awesome ones too, to my album, because like, here's the thing. I don't want to always see my horse going perfect. I want to see like, Hey, he's learning. Oh, look what he did there. Oh, but the next clip, look at how he learned. Right. And again, that's another thing that Lainey, like it is what you see is what you get. And she's open and honest about that. I really like that um, because I know that not every training is going to be perfect and not every jump's going to be perfect. And it's about the journey and seeing the progression. Um, and the main thing is just giving Toro what he deserves. And mm-hmm. he deserves to go fast instead yeah. of having a million time penalties with his other mother.
2: Awesome. <laughs> so now, and now you're you're still competing. We saw you yeah. at, uh, what was it, Seneca, Carol? Yeah, we Seneca. We saw you competing yeah. at yeah. Seneca. So you, so you yeah. still have a horse that you're competing and able to do your thing on. So, I mean, I guess that probably... Hope yeah. And it.
5: that's a huge, again, a huge credit to Lainey because I was like, all right, well, I need to find something. <laughs> and she reached out to her contacts and a trainer um, that's actually out in Wisconsin that often comes to train with Lainey for a couple weeks at a time for shows and that kind of stuff. Um, she had this client horse that was for sale that had gone up to prelim and was sitting in a field for a couple years, just hanging out. And he is amazing like Mm -hmm. i literally call him all the time the red unicorn and it's Mm -hmm. completely opposite he's like warm blood and kick ride and i'll have to like create forward which is super weird (laughs) going from Turo. um but he's i mean he's exactly what i needed and again that's that's all due to laney and and her connections and i'm forever grateful for that because he is amazing
2: that's awesome that's awesome now and laney do you uh, sorry. Canada, no, no, you're fine. Speaking the, Linda, do you have, um, in your program, I know you have a number of horses. You have the, I mean, obviously the, the, the big, beautiful, everything barn and everything. The, do you have, um, a lot of single horse owners or do you have syndicates in your barn or do you have a mix or how does that, how does that work in your barn typically?
0: You know, I've been trying to bug Doug about, about these syndicates. Cause I, I don't I actually don't know how the syndicates work and I've been you know, I, I know a lot of people have syndicated their horses and it was one thing I wanted to do. Um, no, I, I actually have as all single horse owners. Um, I don't have as many owners as people, as people think. I have you know, Chelsea, who's amazing. Um, and I've got a few, a few others. Um, you know, I've got one dressage owner and Ann Wilson, who is unbelievable, amazing. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I've got, I, I, you know, as, as we all are, as we all are always looking for owners, um, you know, but, but I have not figured out the whole syndication thing. I've never tried it. And I've, I know that it could be a, a, a great thing, um, because I know that it's, it's less investment for people because it can get expensive. Um, but that's not something that I've been able to venture into, uh, so I've got you know single single horse owners, but going going back to uh, what what Chelsea had had talked about with the photo streams is I'd come up with um, a couple of years ago, you know I when I first started getting owners um, you know I realized that a lot of my owners not all of them but a lot a lot of them are from out of state and can't make it to the barn all the time so um, to see their horse go and even to some of the shows so I figured you know what better way to you know instead of Sending a random picture all the time. You know, I, I've been very fortunate to have amazing help that um, can take videos for during my dressage lessons or my jump schools because I like to watch my own jump videos to focus on form. And um, so I go ahead and I upload those into a photo stream. Obviously, everybody's got to have an iPhone, um, and that helps. And most most people do. And if they don't, then I download it to WhatsApp so so people can get it. But it makes it easier. And then you can see the progression um, from the beginning of the time that the horse is there to the end. And then you have something to even go back to, to refer, you know, if, Oh, is he swapping here? You know, is he stopping at this or how was his shoulder in three months ago? And, um, you know, I go, if we, we have the horse masseuse come uh, once a month and I'll even upload like his feedback on there. So again, we can refer back to those things. And it's just little things like that, that I think um, makes a difference for people. Um, because I I do I t- I treat all the horses like they're my own because I truly believe they're my own and I feel like everybody that's involved you know it does take a village and I feel like they would like to see I get to see their horse every single day so I feel like you know they would want to see their horse mm-hmm. too and I invite all my grooms um, and my help to the streams as well so that you know if they're out in the out in the a pasture and they see the horse and it's a cute picture they can upload this the photo to the stream because it, like you know it might be a stupid picture to us but you know, their owner would like to see it. Sure. So, um, you know, so things like that, I think, um, I'm sure a lot of riders are going, hey, shut up. You know, because <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't want it to be taken for granted. Um, but, you know, I will say all my owners are great and no one takes it for granted. They just really enjoy seeing their horses and like I, I have a dressage horse that's in for training and I, and I, you know, we're practicing for his first show uh, next month and he's going to do first three. And I did a run through chest. Well, I'm going to take a video of that run through chest because I want to see what I want to work on. So I'm going to upload that to the stream so his owner can see what we've been working on uh, for the past couple months, you know, since he started. And, um, and then she can see what, what we're working on. And, and, and I think it sort of brings everybody into a loop and, Makes it feel more like a team effort as opposed to just oh I'm sending my horse to this random not random but this professional and I cause I want to feel that we're all a part of the team and that it's um, and I do respect a lot of my owner's opinions and I feel like there could be more trust there when I'm more reachable if that makes sense yeah so absolutely
5: yeah there's even yeah. been times she'll it's like two minutes a... out of my day yeah, yeah she'll post like a video to the stream and. I would be like, hmm, because like, you know how sometimes when you don't plan on selling your personal horse, but the situation happens and you know them so well. Um, I remember one time she posted a video or a picture or something. And I was like, I think we need to do some body work. Something looks weird. I want to say his left butt cheek looks tight or something. Mm-hmm. And again, I had to think about like, do I want to mention this? It seems like control freaky. <laughs> and Lainey's like, you know, I was looking at getting someone new in anyway. And so we got the masseuse in and she sent me the receipt on the stream and it said left glute or whatever, mm-hmm. super tight. And she was mm-hmm. like, you were spot on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. about that. And that's not to toot my own horn. It's just about that, like finding that balance of partnership and trust and still knowing your horse, but still. You know, all of that communication and the stream and the grooms uploading awesome, cute pictures and, you know, mm-hmm. me commenting on a video in that stream and Laney being like, yes, you know, and look at this clip. And it's just, it's really, really cool. And you don't find it a lot out there. You just kind of send your horse and you get a few videos here and there. And, that, you know, that's how it is. So I really, really value that. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that's really cool. This is a cool story, Karen. Yeah, I think so. And I think that I, I I think it's really cool when 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 you get to hear you know just the circumstances and the fact that you didn't sell your horse and now here you go and now you get to enjoy the the ownership side and 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 see this horse that you love. Man, I love it, Karen. The problem is we got kids, they hear it out and they're like, but
1: Uh, we got a horse. (laughs) You can own our horse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh,
2: Wait a minute, take that back. Good thing I do the editing. (laughs) I gotta say, it's been a lot of fun watching Chelsea, Karen, on this because Lainey, I don't know if you're watching Chelsea while you're talking, but she is like, she's like coming out of her skin, bouncing around. She's
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, can't I imagine when her. you're watching your videos
2: of your horse going. I know, right?
5: It's literally Christmas. Like lady probably gets like notifications of Chelsea like this, Chelsea coming. She's like, oh god, Chelsea's looking at the videos. <laughs> no, I just I can't say a good like enough good things. um Really respect her as a horse person and a friend and a business person. And all of it. So she deserves more awesome horses. And I even text her all the time, like, can we get investors for this? You know, we try and figure <sighs> stuff out. So if you're interested. We'll oh,
2: go. so Chelsea wants to. <laughs> uh, Chelsea's ready to start buying. Thank you, Chelsea.
5: <laughs> yeah, for <Chelsea,
2: sure. laughs> Yeah. yeah. For horses. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. Well, and I think that you know what? Uh, uh, one thing with us, with all the different riders that come on, we're always asking about how they do their business. And everybody, has a different way of communicating with the owners of the horses, and and mm-hmm. and I think that uh, you know what you're bringing up. Hopefully, if somebody's listening, maybe they say, "Oh, who knows?" Maybe someone will contact yeah. you and find out how how you do that, and they can tell you how to th- do syndicates. But I'm, I'm sure, um, yeah, <laughs>
0: <Yes. laughs> D- Doug Doug has been great because I have bugged him, and he's even sent me contracts. And yeah, no, he's been great because you know I will say all the riders. No one no one is stingy in regards to spreading information. Uh, you know, all the writers are great. And I've got a few really close ones that I'm super good friends with that I've grown up with and Doug, Doug Payne being one of them. And he is many a time, you know, I've reached out to him asking him a lot of business standpoint because I respect him so much as a, as a businessman. Um, and I've reached out to him about the syndicates because he really was on the, you know, he was really forthcoming and really one of the, you know... Um, had people with the, with the syndicates, especially in America. And, um, he's, and I, he's always answering my questions and he's probably answering the same question over and over and over. Yeah. He's like, Oh my God. I mean, how many times have they resend this stupid contract to you? Um, <laughs> but you know, it'll kind of fizzle out, you know, I'll kind of have a good idea. And, you know, then I, you know, it's always, it's just generating the interest. Like, um, and I never know which one do you put, do you find the horse? Or do you get the money, you know, which right. one do you do first? And that's, right. that's sort of where I, where I have a hard time. Um, Cause I can certainly find the horse, yeah. um, but then you got to get the money, but then what if that horse sells, you know? So it's, it's, that's where I have a hard time um, figuring out, putting the literally the proverbial cart before the horse. Maybe. Um, and go ahead. You no, know, I was just going to say,
2: maybe we, maybe Karen, maybe something to put on the list is like to, to put together, an expert's guide to this, even though we don't do it, we'll put together the experts mm-hmm. and then maybe we can make this available. Like maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that's something yeah. we can do is to kind of work with some different people who've done it, different attorneys, different right. people and kind of help people. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, not necessarily that, uh, you know, we think syndicates are the, uh, the only, you know, the best thing out there. I, I, I don't really have, I'm not a writer. I don't have a, an opinion, you know, and everyone has their own opinion, but you know, I think that writers just like anyone else, writers are experts horse trainers and expert horse people and sure. and the business side isn't necessarily um you know i mean geez we interview so many and how many have ever said all oh, i mean laney's the most business savvy You know, she's the only one who went to school for business that's ever told us that she raised a degree mm-hmm. in business and and i think that maybe um to help the sport, we need to do that. Whether it's us or USA or USEF or another group or something or a collaboration sure. of people, mm-hmm. now, we know a lot of people now. This, these days in this business, so maybe we <laughs> can do some, some help. But you know, we have mm-hmm. to we have to help to grow this sport. We have to help share information mm-hmm. and get it out there sure. so everyone can be successful. And whether a syndication is in your in your future or not, it's good to have this blueprint out there, how to do it, or at least, yeah. you know, the, the, the steps to go on about right. it and, and, and other forms of making income and other forms of protecting yourself from liability, whether it be with our insurance partners that we have, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're in good with uh you know, Taylor Harris insurance. So we can learn about that and, and, and other, you know, business people around. So right. uh, I think that maybe that should be something we should look into in the future so to try to compile some of that. I know I, I know I'm probably speaking out of turn. We never talked about that.
3: But you never Surprise. know, but somebody has to do it. And, and, and I
2: think that the more we interview riders, the more I think that, um, you know, there, it'd be great to kind of have a, a one Oh one in equine mm-hmm. business and the, 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 the horse ownership side and, and, and the, the training side and how to make money in this business. Cause you know what? Riders need to, um, you need to be able to eat, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be yep. able to, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know,
2: I mean, how many riders,
0: the, horse, the horses might not agree with that, yeah.
2: but you know, and
0: I, Mark, Mark Hart, I know Mark Hart, you know, does a lot with the owner's task force as well. Um, and I know he would be someone that, or at least he used to, he would be someone that would be a good, um, SoundCloud when it comes to to bouncing ideas off of Uh, but he was more of along the lines of if you at least when I when I approached him about syndicates that you sort of had to have the money put together Um, and I was like well who do I go to Mm -hmm. get the money put together you know And, and that's sort of where you know the boys and the fills and the bucks and all my respect to them because they deserve all the owners they have. But uh, we need to spread the wealth a little bit so that we can get other riders coming up and coming. Um, and and I, I don't know how it is in the dressage world, but I'm assuming you know just in, in the American ownership as it is. Um, but it you know giving other uh, giving us ideas other riders that sort of need need more owners, um, or even if it's not even about owners crowdsourcing, you know, I, uh, I, Jim Giapetta from Claire gave me an amazing idea about crowdsourcing and, um, a horse and that, that didn't work out to me at the time, but I did crowdsource my way to Burley. So, um, that idea might not have, uh, like I said, got me a horse, but it raised me $15,000 to get to Burley. And that was, you know, without that crowdsourcing idea, I wouldn't have made it to Burley. So, um, you know, there are other ways of, of horse ownership aside from just a sole individual person or persons. But um, yeah, I agree. I think we need to spread the wealth because it's not just me, but once we get more top riders, good horses, it it is better for American sport as it is. Right. And um, makes us more relevant on the international stage. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a win-win for everybody.
2: Yeah, Hmm. man. Do you have a, Now listen, I know you've been spending a lot of time in the dressage. Shadow. I see a lot of dressage videos now. What are are you uh, are you 50-50 down the middle eventing dressage or are you leaning are you uh, leaning one way or the other?
0: You know, I I <laughs> I would never say this in front of Bradu, but I you know, I love my I love my eventing. Um but but I will say like if I had an amazing owner that said, "Okay, we've got a million dollars" to buy you one horse because that doesn't really go very far in the addressage yes. world. Um, you know, um, but to, you know, buy some nice horses. Oh, I would, you know, I would go where, you know, my ownership took me, but I, but I am definitely, um, my heart is with eventing, and I have, I haven't yet, uh, succeeded in, in where my, I hate to say the word goals. Um, but where my dreams, you know, I, I have big dreams that I've, yet to accomplish and i until my until the horses tell me they don't want to do it i've you know and i've got i've got great horse flesh underneath me um to to do what i want to do in, in the eventing world um and and in the dressage world i've got um atlas moving up to his first grand prix so it'll be my first horse that i've made to the grand prix level wow. um, which will be pretty exciting um you know, uh, and that's next month. And then I've got a young one that um, my, one of my very first owners ever, and Ann Wilson, she's owned uh, horses for me for 14 years now. Um, she uh, bought, we bought this one um, from Germany and he's a six year old. So he's got quite a, quite a long career. And I think he'll, I think he will be a top contender uh, for the sport. So I'm very lucky in that I have horses. Uh, like Pat and Toro, that are super athletes, um, and I think will be really good horses in eventing. And then I have horses like Atlas and Zeppi that are gonna put my name out on the international stage and in dressage. So, you know I, I i'm I'm living the dream. I'm just enjoying it and doing, and while I have amazing help, um, you know, with the people at home, um I plan on doing both. And you know, if Andrew Klimke can do it, if Mikhail Young can do it, then why can't I?
2: Yeah, right. So, you know what I say? I say, it's interesting that you said you don't, you have, you, you, you like to say they're dreams, not goals. But I've always said, and maybe I didn't (sighs) make this up, I didn't, I I might not agree, but a a, a goal is just a dream with a plan. So that's why I like goals. Okay. I
0: like, I respect, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah.
5: (laughs) So very I simple. want to add in. I want to add in a little story. And Laney, if you don't want this in there, they can cut it. But
2: if nothing gets cut. There's No, nothing no, considered edited is dumb stuff I say.
5: Hey. <laughs> oh, um, about how Redu when so when I got um, Dulce. So it, it, and the I'm a big believer in not fighting the universe. And when the universe makes a plan for you, you just kind of flow with it. And so when we decided Laney was keeping, um, Turo and we started looking for my other one, um, and she found another one, that trainer was actually planning to come to Laney's a week later mm-hmm. to stay yeah. there for two weeks. And she was able to bring that horse directly to Laney's. and I'm <laughs> like, good, well, Lainey, knock the rust off, make sure he's what they said he was, <laughs> make sure he goes down ditches <laughs> and all the things or banks. Got. <laughs> and, um, and so he went to Laney boot camp, right? And he, keep in mind, he's a uh, warm blood. His um, sire is Widmark um, Hanoverian, who's still producing Progeny. And he stamps them. I mean, they literally so many of them. He looks like a copy of his dad. Um, super fancy. You walk around cross country and he's like flicking his toes. And um, he's there and she's riding him and also Toro. And Radu's like... He calls Toro Zorro a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> of course he's like, Oh the venting horses. Oh no no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. he's like, Why you not keep uh Dulce and send her Zorro back <laughs> yes. He said,
0: "Lenny, you keep this Lainey, give one, give her Zorro. And I said, It's not the point. <laughs> this is not the point, maestro. I this is this horse is for me. I trained this one for chelsea says no, no 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 you have us wrong this is for you keep this one but uh, right. this is not the point
2: chelsea uh, uh laney tell me just a little bit of you wasn't hoping a little two-for-one action when it when it came <laughs> in
4: said,
0: there we go yeah oh, yeah chelsea we're gonna keep this one as well so we're good then, we'll find you another be one. Like, "Oh my god
5: you guys better be referring me some million dollar real estate clients. <laughs> That's
1: right, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah,
5: I just crack up. I just crack up because he was like, "Why, why are you giving away this horse?" Like, because yeah. it was right up. Thank Sarah, thanks, Thanks, yeah. like, no, "No, It's not for <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: giving the wrong horse, Laney. <laughs> it
5: funny. makes me laugh every time. Every time. It's funny.
1: This is awesome. That is so funny. Hey, one
2: last question just- about the adult <laughs> amateur Chelsea. Uh, so, uh, so you're competing how like how much time are you able to dedicate so you own a real estate business and how much time are you able to to ride and then at what what level do you think you're trying to get to uh, As we so this?
5: it was way easier before covid and my children were not home <laughs> um, so um our county is doing virtual learning right now so i have a five and a seven-year-old home 24 7 um and Uh, My husband is an amazing partner in all ways, parenting, business, all of it. Um, But he just kind of how it fell in. He's taking more of the outside appointments and I'm wrangling children and doing more of the inside stuff right now. Um, So I probably get out to the barn four to five days a week even yeah. still um, but a lot of times I'm paying a babysitter or I'm bringing kids and they're bomb proofing my horse more yeah. <laughs> while they're playing with monster trucks in the arena um, and I'm just one of those adult amateurs that's really dedicated to the sport and learning and being a good student because I don't believe in doing anything half-ass um it's just how I am But yeah, so with Dulce, I have literally done my first two Dulce or Dolce, whatever you prefer. (laughs) Mm. I did my first two recognized dressage shows and got both my scores towards my first level for bronze. Wow. um, And qualified for BLMs at training and first level. um, And literally, it was my first straight recognized dressage in my entire life. So um I'm going for bronze. I'm hoping if we work really, really hard, he already has changes that in fact it's actually hard because he wants to do changes and I'm like, oh no, don't do a change. Um, mm. that we could get our bronze before he's ready to, you know, take a chiller life maybe with my kids. And I thought you were gonna say Sam full time. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and I would love to like do um a novice three day uh, would be really, really cool goal and maybe go to AEC's. Um, again, I I couldn't maybe Dulce makes me think maybe someday I could do training um because he gives me way more confidence and security. Um, so yeah, those those goals are adjusting as I get so much more confidence with that awesome horse um but Mm -hmm. another thing Lainey does live lessons with a pixio or pixium and she's gonna start helping Mm -hmm. me and i got one and i'm super excited and that's another really cool technology thing um because again it's hard to get my horse out to trailer to lessons or have a trainer come and kids and all of these things um so i'm really excited to start that she actually helped me Find one that I could buy a little cheaper, and we're going to start mm-hmm. doing some dressage lessons. really awesome. yeah. cool.
2: Are you doing a lot, yeah. of them,
5: lady? Yes. Pardon?
2: Are you doing a lot of that, or is that picking up, or what's?
0: I I actually just got off like from before I got into this interview. I just had finished doing a Pixim lesson. I had to oh, head yeah. home from the barn, and do, um, so yeah, I've got. Uh, it's funny. A lot of my clients that I teach clinics to in Pittsburgh, or in Boston, or in Wisconsin. I just told them, guys, if I can't come up and do clinics regularly or if I do clinics regularly, but in the meantime, I can teach, you know, their barn bought a picture. Um, and I happened to see, come upon this one, it was on the Facebook marketplace. I was like, Chelsea, oh, that um perfect. And so, and it's great because even if you don't use it for, uh, you know, a lesson, a live lesson, it can still video you. So if you want to see your own ride and, you know, a lot of people don't, when they're riding by themselves, they don't have anybody to video them. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's amazing technology. It's amazing technology. Sometimes it gives you a little bit of headache. Uh, this morning we were doing a tech run and it turned out we were on just the wrong darn, uh, website. So this whole time we were like spending it, you know, an hour. Why won't it work? You know, it's a stupid thing. Well, no, it's not stupid. We were just on the wrong website because <laughs> it does have, the uh, Pixum has, um, it's, you know, the French like to complicate things sometimes. Is it um, lies, but
2: or is it tape? It's
0: actually live. Wow. And it, it's live. it's live and it is super clear. And you can decide to you can decide to um, pair it with a sea coach and or you can use a different cell phone because you put you put either an iPad to film it or a cell phone to film it and it follows you and you wear a watch and it follows it toggles and you put toggles around the whole arena. Um, and I watch from the comfort of my home, wherever I can watch it from my cell phone. It's pretty amazing. Um, so it's really the the user interface for the for the coach is super easy. It costs nothing for the coach. Um, so every coach can do it. Uh, it's it's very simple. You simply log in, and they call you from the website, the the student, and and you just you teach so um but they but there is a capacity to use it if you don't want to use a second cell phone to call to physically call them um coach does have uh, can pair with it um and that and that you know it it poses challenges as far as setup but once it's set up it's so much easier so clearer to hear but yeah it's all in real time and it's super clear because a lot of people have asked me to do facetime but listen if you try to do facetime you can't see and i I, listen i want to I'm charging enough for my lessons. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to charge you for this lesson, I want to be able to teach you properly. I want to see wh- if your inside leg is properly forward and your outside fingers are closed. You know, I want to make sure your fingers are closed around the rein, but FaceTime, I can't, it, you look like a blob going around there. You know, I can see if you're in the walk, trot or canter, but I can't see if it's, if the horse is correctly bent to the inside or if you're, you know, if your outside rein is flopping around. And for me, that's, it's not worthwhile. It's not worth your money. You know, it's not worth your money. Um, and this, this technology is, and it's, um, it's, it's the next, even before COVID, I think for people that live remotely or in Chelsea situations that can't drive to lessons. Frequently, because they because they have a either live in the real world and, and have a life, and um or people that don't have trailers or or a lot of my clients that live in Wisconsin that don't have access to top training, um you know this is the next next way um the next way of training and it and it really is it's amazing technology and like I said once you get it to work because that can be annoying as far as setup from what I hear, uh, it's it's unbelievable wow. so and it also Every lesson it saves it on the phone with my talking over the video, so you've got a lesson now that you've paid for that lasts wow. for as literally as long as you've saved it on your phone, you know, so yeah. it's a lesson that kind of keeps on giving if you rewatch it over and over yeah. again, and I don't know how many lessons that you guys have taken where you videoed it and you can't hear the instructor right. okay. you know i mean it, so it's it's actually it's 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 pretty innovative, that's so pretty cool. that's nice, yeah, especially yeah. for like
2: mom or dad who might be paying for that, that would always like to stay on top of. What did she say? What, what yep. did they, I mean, that's us. Hey, what, yeah. what, what did they say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know,
0: yeah. this a little bit. The dressage people have been up on it for a couple of years. Um, one of my good friends is Bridget Hay, and she rides with Adrian Lyle. And Adrian, we you know, did the tour, you know, did the European tour last year. And literally, she was about to compete in Aachen over in Germany and was training a ton over in Denmark in Germany, and Germany. Ha- and Bridget would have her lessons every other day and she would you know her lessons would be in the morning it would be in like you know mid afternoon and adrian would be in a coffee shop teaching her from, from her cell phone and it would just be like she was right there and she would because adrian was getting ready for a grand prix uh or excuse me um bridget was getting ready for a grand prix and adrian would be teaching her piaf passage from a coffee shop in you know germany or wherever she was so it, it's amazing technology but it's done right because you can see the person in real time. You can see the reins. You can see the aids. You can, and it's like you're, it's just as good as you're being. It's the second best thing, not just as good. But it's the second best thing to being there.
2: Wow. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, It is. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, pick some before, pick, we, some. pick some. So before we wind this down, let's have, let's just one last thing. So Chelsea, if you had a reach out just in closing, if you had any words for anybody who maybe has a horse, maybe wants to get into ownership or anything like that, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody before we uh, wind this thing down?
5: Yeah, I think, um, the biggest thing is, uh, speaking even for myself entering the venting community later, um, you're surrounded and have access to such amazing professionals in this sport. It's almost like celebrity status. And you're like, "Ah, there they are, they're over there, (laughs) you know? And I think one of the differences with me is like, it can't hurt to ask Mm -hmm. and it can't hurt to introduce yourself and learn and be humble and ask for advice because they're all that I've met willing and genuine to help you. I mean, Lainey, like, competed an entire day at, um, where were we, Middleburg? And I'm like, can you help me walk my beginner novice course? And she's like, of course, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, she would have done that whether I was an owner or not. Like, it's just how she is. And so many people in that, that community are willing to do that. So just be willing to put yourself out there. And then mm-hmm. the other thing is um, do the work. Because eventing, you just can't wing it. Um, there's a lot of prep and, uh, so take the lessons and learn from the people that are at where you would like to go. Or even if not, at least if they're leading by example, um, and you have access to amazing people. So just be brave and bold and like on.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Lainey, any closing words f- from you?
5: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to add to,
0: uh, Chelsea's, you know, in regards to people that want to be owners. Um, because I've had a couple different sides of the spectrum of owners in my past. And and what I appreciate, appreciate people like Chelsea, um, like Anne, like Erica, um, is there's a, there's a certain value to trusting, right? I am able to do my job when my owners trust me. Um, and of course I will always tell them, Hey guys, uh, I'm going to change the feed. I always do like, if I feel like the horse is too hot, I'm going to change the feed. Neutrina is amazing. It's a plug for Neutrina, by the way, but um, Neutrina is amazing and offers a million different types of feed. But that's just a, for instance thing, but there's got to be communication. But, you know, if you're sending your horse to a rider, whether it's, you know, the top, top rider in the world or a local rider, you got, you send them there for a reason to trust that rider, right? Um, and unless there's a reason that that rider gave you to not trust them, then you should not have your horse there. But um, it makes it makes my job as a rider uh, very difficult when I have owners that will tell me how to do my job and um, tell me how to ride the horse or tell me how to take care of the horse. And then I feel like I'm not able to do my job 100%. Mm-hmm. And, um, and these horses are literally my life. It's my livelihood. Um, and it is my passion. And, um, I think nobody wants to be more successful, I I think, than us as riders, because at the end of the day, um, the, you know, it's, it's our butts on the line, like Chelsea said. And, um, you know, if the horse isn't healthy, then we're not going to be healthy. Right. So it kind of goes together hand in hand. And I think there's got to be for a successful relationship in ownership and riding right for that person, there has to be trust. And, uh, I think that's my biggest piece of advice for people that are thinking about it is you have to sort of let go of the proverbial reins and, and trust that person. And it doesn't matter. There can be really, really good people that might not be top, top, five-star riders in your area that will do just as good a job on your horse than the five, five-star five rider in your area and you've got to give that guy a chance right so um you know i've Ann gave me a chance on diego and the dressage world and i you know it made me into a, a you know grand prix rider you know yes. i wouldn't say i'm, I'm not say i am i am not any top rider that's for sure i've got a long way to go but i would have never been given that chance Anne could have chosen any other person, but she chose an event rider to do to do dressage on her horse, um, and and, I, and and that gave me an opportunity to get into the dressage world. And Anne's just a pure dressage person; she does nothing with um, with eventing, um, but she supports it and she comes to Kentucky and watches. But she just does dressage. But she took that chance on me. And so um, that's another piece of advice is, you know, if there's somebody in your area that you think is, you respect as a horseman, that you think deserves a chance, give them that chance, right? And um, you never know where that could lead them. And I'm appreciative for all my owners. And I'm really appreciative for all my horses. So thanks for having me, guys. I
1: love it. Yeah, that's great.
2: We'll
0: see you in Kentucky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: all right karen was this awesome this was awesome i'm super excited i know this. This i know great, guys so, <laughs> thank you both so much and uh man oh man we just uh we can't thank you enough and we hope that maybe this inspired some other people maybe got the conversation going yeah. about maybe you know what to do with that horse and maybe a little bit hot might have the stuff and get, get some more owners going in the sport we need them so
1: yes we do awesome. that was my goal. Absolutely.
2: well thank you thank you all very very much we appreciate it
1: thank you guys thanks for having us Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please like Major League Eventing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our community, Major League Eventers, on Facebook. Cheers!